0: Hi and welcome to this Formula 1 podcast. This podcast is a part of Popcast Sports. I'm Oscar, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host.
1: Hello, I'm Daniel. We're here today to talk about the upcoming Belgium Grand Prix. But we're going to start off with the last race, which was a full month ago now, or almost at least, the Hungarian Grand Prix. Now, you look at uh, who won it, Hamilton. And you might think... It was a straight race as usual it was anything but this was a really cool fight this entire race hamilton versus verstappen verstappen actually started on pole for the first time in his career he he started on pole position um and yeah what a race it was really enjoyable to watch at least i thought so Yeah, uh, it was a
0: really good race, and I still remember the celebration when they realized that he will start on pole. Yeah, he was so happy.
1: Yeah, understandable. Like he was very close last season. I still remember that last season where he was so close. I think it was in Mexico. I might be wrong there, but I think it was in Mexico. He was so close to getting pole, and then Räikkönen pit him to it. Oh no, sorry, Ricardo not Ricardo his teammate took took away his chance to be the youngest uh, pole sitter ever. Uh, which is I was kind of frustrated at Ricardo right there because I thought Verstappen uh, deserved it. But yeah, finally yeah. he got it and uh, what a what a quali and that what a race from both him and Hamilton. It was yeah, it was it was so fun to watch.
0: Yeah, it was a really good fight.
1: Yeah. But then like Hamilton Verstappen Bottas uh, started second ahead of Hamilton got hit in first first almost forced off the track by Hamilton into turn 3 on the first lap. And then coming up towards turn 4 he uh, him and Leclerc hit each other and Bottas lose some part of his front wing. That pretty much ruins his race. He's going to finish in 8th which is actually higher than I expected it. I expected him to finish. But, so, it was really only the fight between Hamilton and Verstappen. Ferrari, Vettel third, Leclerc fourth, was over a minute after Hamilton uh, over the finish line. And to be be the big challengers, like Ferrari is supposed to, to battle Mercedes, supposed to battle Red Bull, to be a minute after the winner, it's just not okay. <laughs> they, they were nowhere. They, they never stood a chance in this race. And uh, true, it wasn't a circuit that was for them. Uh, they had the first sector, and then they were going to be weakened in, in third, second and third. But to be still a full minute after yeah, no, not good news for the Ferrari team.
0: No, not really. And uh, I feel like this season is uh, coming to... Uh, it is Hamilton versus Verstappen.
1: Yeah. Which is awesome to say, because I've said earlier this season, and I even said that last season, that Hamilton and Verstappen is the two best drivers in the field right now. And to actually have them fight it out... Verstappen um, still is uh, is a few points after, I believe, uh,
0: seven points after right the, uh, now. Bottas.
1: Yeah, seven points as another sixty-two, sorry, sixty-nine points behind Hamilton right now, which is quite a lot. Don't get me wrong; it's quite a lot to be that far behind, and and we're over halfway through the season, but it's not insurmountable. And if someone could do in this field I would say it's Verstappen that could take that challenge to Hamilton if nothing else you can at least give him a, a hard fight for another drivers title even though maybe Hamilton still will win this with this amazing start to the season but yeah yeah one person really
0: kind of really... one uh, driver has disappointment recently is that Bolas
1: yeah I, I really hoped that he would do better
0: yeah I was the first few races he was amazing yeah and he really shutted me up because I said before the season that this could be the last season for him in Mercedes I still this de- I still see this that happening right now yeah Sad- sadly it was,
1: go- it was gone there for a while like oh no no problem he's gonna stay like but now again he's starting to wane he's not having he doesn't have the same control, the same speed as Hamilton does in the Mercedes. And the problem for Mercedes, or if there's a problem, I don't know, but they have Ocon waiting in the wings, ready to, to get the F1 seat again after having what I think was a pretty good year last year in the Force India car. Um, So it's really who gets the, who gets the seat, Bottas or Ocon. And in the interview, uh, of said that he got the question like, uh, "Will you sit out next season as well? Like, could you could you fathom or could you stomach not having a racing seat for next season?" And the the uh, answer was a quick and very uh, strong no. He's gonna he's he's, uh, he's determined to get a seat next year. If that is with Mercedes or if that is he gets loaned out so to speak to another team. Like he was to to force India, I don't know, and I don't think he knows at the moment. But yeah, he's definitely pushing hard to get a seat next season, and who knows, Bottas might be the one that has to step aside.
0: Yeah, and he's too good to sit like this.
1: Yeah, he he might not be Hamilton, but he, he's definitely good enough for this for this uh, for this crop of of twenty drivers. So. Yeah,
0: no, no question about that. He, he, like, it's a shame that he's just sitting out the time.
1: Yeah. Well, at the same time, like, it, it it is probably the best car to be sitting out the time in. Yeah, if you use that as that phrase, like, he has the chance to win races. He has the chance to, at least for a while, then as challenge in the driver's standings. And he's an amazing teammate. <laughs> Hamilton has said that, like, he's an amazing teammate to have because. He will race hard, but he will, like, he understands. I don't know. It sounds real to say he knows his place, like he's supposed to be the second driver. But, um, yeah, it kind of fits with a guy like Hamilton in the first year with the Bottas, not pushing him too hard (laughs) uh, at the top like Rosberg did a few seasons back. So, yeah.
0: yeah, and if we lo- start to look at the, what was it here Toro Rosso, they're driving against each other, the drivers.
1: Oh, I love that, that yeah. that fight they had. Albin and Cleat, yeah, like there was some amazing, there was some amazing racing in this race. Yeah, I said that many times. Yeah. <laughs> amazing racing in this race. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but. Both the, both the fight up top, the fight between the Ferrari, the fight between the Toro Rosso, um, the, um, <laughs> the way Sainz just kept in fifth place pretty much the entire race. He just controlled that. He never really was on the threat from Gasly from behind, even though Gasly should have a faster car. Um, and following the Williams of George Russell.
0: Oh, yeah, after yeah. almost William. making
1: it out of Q2. Uh, almost making it into Q2 for the first time this season and he actually finished 16th ahead of both Lance Stroll and Antonio Di and then of course his teammate Kubica
0: Russell will take a point sooner or later oh yeah that guy put him in a (laughs) better team please
1: yeah (laughs) well I think he is a Mercedes junior driver yeah. I believe. I'm pretty sure he is. So, yeah, he is. Because he's driven in the Mercedes this season, actually. But he signed a multi-year contract with Williams. And I think he intends to stay there and make that team into to a, a, a midfield team again. Like, to really fight in the, in the midfield. And he is an amazing driver. And I think he does right for now to stay in Williams. Because... There he, he has the chance to, to get better and he doesn't have the pressure maybe of being in a Mercedes seat like For a while there were talk, people are talking like Bortas Ocon and Russell all fighting for that one seat, but um, I really hope that Russell doesn't get in that combat right now. and just stays with Williams Because they are getting like they're they're way better than they were at the start of the season
0: Yeah, they really are they it was so dark in the beginning of the season
1: yeah they were so far behind we
0: were uh, kind of making jokes about will they ever come out of last place i actually said okay. the only way they're getting points is dnfs all the way under them
1: <laughs> which almost happened in, in germany <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be fair and then some penalties for the afro cars uh, yeah. And then it was Kubica got the point, which is sad for Russell. But yeah. uh, the only—I think—the only race Kubica finished ahead of Russell, pretty much.
0: Yeah. And uh, um, one thing more, I—I've ha- actually heard that Russell is the, or we have actually said it before, Russell is the ideal teammate to have in these kind of situations.
1: I just a ideal driver. Yeah. Like he keeps it positive. He keeps. Like, oh, we're getting slightly better. We, we He has a goal. He doesn't get bogged down. And, oh, we're last. We're two seconds off the pace. That doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's, it, 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 uh, like he cares about that. He just cares about getting faster personally for himself. And, yeah, it just keeps positive in this time.
0: And I, I, it's amazing to have a person like that in the team or any, uh, in any way. That, like yeah. I said before, that would be a teammate I would want to have in any sport.
1: <laughs> yeah, one that keeps it positive even the, yeah. even in uh, bad times.
0: Yeah, exactly. And they have had some really bad times.
1: Yeah. But to prove a little bit how good the Williams has gotten, because at the start of the season, and th- this is, I would say, this is a paraphrase from uh, Will Buxton from the F1 official YouTube channel. You can look it up. The video is, is on their channel where he says this, but it's from the qualifying. After qualifying in Hungary, he says usually the Williams has been like two seconds off the rest of the cars, like off 18s. In Q1, uh, George Russell was closer to P1 than he was to Robert Kubica. Russell was 1.2 seconds off, I think it was Hamilton. That, that was the fastest in Q1. It was 1.2 seconds off him. And it was 1.3 seconds ahead of Kubica. And force the bases down. And that just shows. Not only how good Russell is. But also how good the Williams car has become. Since he's able to get that push. That it almost makes it into Q2.
0: Yeah, they're definitely moving in the right direction.
1: Yeah. Which is also adding a bigger question mark over Kubica because before they had the worst car, there were no doubt about it. And he was lost in every race. Okay. Well, they have the worst car. That's not mushing. And and Russell is a good driver. So he like, there's no, nothing bad about finishing behind your teammate, but that it was 1.3 seconds behind over one lap. That is going to start putting questions.
0: And and I, I don't think I don't think that he's in a safe safe season anyway
1: no I know he he's on a one year deal with Williams yeah. and as I said Russell is on, on a many year deal I don't know exactly how many years but so Kubica still has to get a new new contract if he gets to for to get a drive for next season and looking at how he's doing I don't right now I wouldn't say that he's going to get that a drive next season
0: well I'm doubting it too
1: yeah, because they have. Uh, Williams has a uh, interesting guy in in F2 right now. Actually called Nicholas Latifi. He's doing really well. This. Oh season. yeah,
0: that guy. Yeah, I've seen him.
1: Yeah, I don't know actually. I tried to find the F2 um, driver standings. Couldn't find it. Um, in my short low search. I so will. I don't know actually how he's doing in the uh, in the standings. But looking at at uh, highlights and and what I can get from f2 he seems to have a really good season and he seems like a really good driver on the way up so it wouldn't surprise me if you see russell and latifi next year latifi next season
0: You wanted to know his place he's in second place and the total point score if we take one two three just to put him in perspective here Mm -hmm. we have uh i'm not gonna say name The, the first place is 196 Then we have the second place, Latifi, in 166 points. And the third is in 141. So he's doing pretty well. He is clinching a spot between them. So second place in Formula 2 is not bad in any way.
1: No, that's where Norris finished last season. And he's doing amazing in McLaren this season. Of course, he's been touted for a seat in McLaren for many years. and, And Russell was also. And album came out of nowhere <laughs> to uh, finishing third in F2 and getting a drive in so, and actually now moving on but we'll, t- we'll touch more about that later. Um, but yeah, I don't see it impossible that Latifi could get a drive in F1 next season.
0: Yeah, they have they have some interesting drivers in uh, Formula 2. Mm-hmm. And it's always nice to see a young and new driver coming up from Formula 2 and like Really doing it, doing it really well.
1: Okay, let's move on to the Belgium Grand Prix, and let's look at the circuit, which is circuit de (laughs) Spa-Francorchamps. The first race was held here in 1950. It has 19 corners, and its seven-kilometer or 4.3-mile length is actually the longest F1 circuit in the F1 calendar this year. You drive this this race for forty four laps, and a little, little extra fact is the original circuit of the uh, Spa Francorchamps was actually double the length, almost fifteen kilometers, and it was actually built in between three Belgian uh, little towns, one of which was called Francorchamps, so that's where the name comes from. If you were interested, but yeah, looking at the the layout. You start with, of course, the start finish straight into a a hairpin right at turn one into a very important accelerating point. You need to get a good acceleration out of turn one because much as this track, both, uh, both sequence one and three, or sector, not sequence, sorry, uh, sector one and sector three are both very high speed. And it's important to get that power down as early as possible, so you don't lose uh, important uh, important acceleration. Moving on, you have turn two, turn three, also known as Eau Rouge, onto on, on the first DRS straight of the track. One of the best passing opportunities on the entire circuit. Moving into sector two, you start with a chicane where a really late breaking point off that major DRS straight and it's slightly more technical at this point. It's still fast. It's, this is still a very fast circuit, but slightly more technical with some with some hard corners, with some uh, chances of locking your front tires both into uh, absolutely into turn eight, a uh, downhill, uh, really really strong, a really long right hand turn. Moving into turn nine, turn ten, which is turn eleven, is a very long left hander. That is. One of those almost like has a double crest where it's important to get that line correctly so you can keep up as much speed. It's almost full speed through this corner, but not quite. Moving down, you have turn, two, turn 12, turn 13, turn 14. The last three corners also quite slow or slow is the wrong word, but breaking point important and just keeping your, your position on the track correctly. And then we're moving on. After 14, once again, it's important, just as in turn one, it's important to get the power down, because now starts sector three, which is pretty much flat out full speed until the very last bit of it, which is the bus stop chicane, uh, which is turn 18 and 19. So turn 15, 16, and 17, all three are actually full speed in today's F1 cars. So, really quick sector of this. And that's your cane at the end, which is the entrance to the pet stop in it. And yeah, then we're back on the start finish line. But yeah, let's, let's talk about what happened here last year before we move on. To what we think will happen this year. And I first want to touch on what happened on lap one, corner one.
0: Yeah, that was a big crash.
1: Yeah, it, it was the first year of the Halo, people were not sure if it was useful or not, then this crash happened, where Leclerc, okay, let's start it from the beginning, we have, right off the start, we have Hulkenberg starting quite far back in Reno, closing in into turn one, he misses breaking point, he locks up, and he has no chance, he crashes right into the back of Alonso with enough force to make him airborne he flies over leclerc's Sauber hitting the front wing and actually landing on the halo itself or at least skimming it with the entire car pretty much before ending up on the other side so without a halo who knows what kind of damage would have been done to leclerc himself now that took the entire brunt of the force and we will never ha- we will never know what would have happened but i'm glad for it <laughs> but not only hulkenberg alonso and leclerc out immediately on the first lap on his way over leclerc alonso also just cut clean off ricardo's uh back wing or rear wing should i say which made ricardo uh shunt forward hitting ricardo uh, raikkonen <laughs> ricardo lost his front wing Raikkonen got a puncture. Both them, both Ricardo on lap twenty-eight and Raikkonen already and on lap eight would also DNF, not finish. They just went into the pits and like didn't come out again. So five cars in the same crash in the first race, and everyone ended up uh, not finishing.
0: Yeah, that was a mess. That crash, and uh, yeah, it was complicated to figure out what actually happened.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we had to watch a few highlights, uh, <laughs> a few videos to try to realize what really happened.
0: Yeah, <laughs> everybody was crashing with everyone, it feels like a, f- for a minute there.
1: Yeah, and it's always difficult to see what happens when it's 20 cars so close to each other, in such a slow corner, that turn mm. one here here is. So. But yeah, yeah, that was an... Yeah, the crash that showed the halo is a good thing and should stay.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's really what
1: I wanted out of that.
0: Yeah, it's really, (laughs) really important.
1: Yeah. Then the other thing I think is interesting here is who won the race last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because it was Sebastian Vettel in a Ferrari. Belgium in, in recent history has not been a Ferrari circuit. Because Mercedes has been more known to have the, the, uh, the faster car. And so was they last year. They had a faster car, but Vettel somehow still managed to win. This season, Ferrari has the fastest car. They're the fastest in a straight line. faster than Mercedes and Red Bull. And looking at that, like, could this be the start of Ferrari trying to make something? But then, it kind of feels like they need to pretty much get a 1-2. If they they want something out of this season, almost. Yeah, I, th- I
0: think they have summer. to get a 1-2. A few of them, in a row or something. Yeah,
1: yeah but now they have Belgium, and they have Italy next. I think it's next, or at least it's, it's close, upcoming. Uh, which is another power circuit. Important with, with uh, top speed. So... Ferrari needs to take some really good points here if they first of all want to keep Red Bull behind them which is a, a weird thing to say but and even try to put some kind of pressure on Mercedes.
0: Yeah but it's good that the Red Bull are so close though the more close yeah. teams they are the better
1: yeah I'm really happy that mm-hmm. Red Bull is, is fighting Yeah,
0: and I can it's confirm by the ahead. way next race is Italy
1: okay this one. Then I wasn't completely wrong <laughs> no. yeah but the last thing I want to touch upon before we go into what we think will happen is Pierre Gasly last year here he was in the Toro Rosso of course his first season f1 he finished ninth and he said after the race that he was surprised he didn't expect to get any points this race and this year This is his first race back in a Toro Rosso. There's been one driver transfer uh, during the summer break and it's Albon and Gasly switching places. So Albon moving to Red Bull and yeah, Gasly going back to Toro Rosso.
0: Yeah, let's see if they're right or, or or if they're wrong with that switch.
1: Yeah, it's hard to know because Gasly has not had the best start of the season. Like... You can clearly see that, he's just barely ahead of Carlos Sainz in the in the driver standings. And he's been nowhere near his teammate, but then that's not a fair comparison, really, because Verstappen is, is a monster, and the car is made for him. So.
0: Yeah, it's a little interesting. interesting to see what yeah. he can do in the tournament. And I just backing. want to touch on something before we end. This amazing fight between Eric Eriksson and uh, Hartley, back and forwards. Was it from lap? What was it? Twenty 20- something?
1: Yeah, twenty eight through thirty one. Pretty much, they passed each other three times. Constantly,
0: almost like <laughs> the, back and forwards, back and forwards, back and forwards. It was amazing yeah. to see.
1: Yeah, sad that not, sad that not, none of them are actually driving this year. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I hope for one of those fights. I guess
0: yeah they're marvelous to see yeah but yeah if we move on to this year and uh what do you think who will win this race
1: well who should win this race (laughs) is one of the ferrari and looking at the form table i think leclerc is going to win or he should win the ferrari Mm. is the power car and this is such a power circuit uh, that I think Leclerc should win and Vettel should be second and after that starts the fight is it Hamilton or Verstappen or uh, Bottas where is he in the mix how will Albin do in his first race in a, in a Red Bull I'm not expecting him to fight any of the other top five or the uh, of the other top six of the top five um but it's still going to be interesting. What 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 will his challenge be against the McLaren or against the Alfa Romeo? Another car with the Ferrari engine that is supposedly going to be uh, very quick this season. Oh, sorry, this race. Um, of course, Haas also has a Ferrari engine, but I don't know how good they'll be because they have their own problems. But
0: yeah. and one thing we we didn't touch on when we mentioned that driver switch is the fact that Haas didn't do well yeah and they were yeah, in a bad place because they were fighting against each other in, the, in the, some of the races.
1: yeah yeah i really i was kind of of course in this format telling us to get rid of one of their drivers hire a new one they haven't done that mm. and time will tell if if they did the correct thing in keeping and yeah. maybe they know more than me like they have more info they 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 know their drivers you know like I don't know them, I uh, just know what I what I see in the races and what I see in interviews. and
0: let, Let's ha- but, let's hope they have aired out the thing. Like yeah. they've had some talks, they have like, like really talked about it and tried to work on it.
1: Yeah. Like it's it's okay to be aggressive on on the driving track. That's that's one of the things that Ghastly had a problem with, and what's why he's been dropped from Red Bull, I think. That he is not quite the aggressive driver which the car i think needs it requires an aggressive driver to get the most out of this red bull car because yeah it's built over to a stop and he's a very aggressive driver yeah. so
0: All yeah right. I'm, I'm think, uh, i i think uh sadly i have to add i think we will have a uh, hamilton versus with stop and fight again
1: you do uh, do you mean sadly like ferrari won't be in the mix yeah, like they won't be in the. Be in the mix or,
0: <laughs> they won't be in the mix, and it's sad because I want a close championship. I have nothing yeah. against Hamilton and Verstappen, but I want a close driver championship. And if I if I'm going to get that, we need Ferrari to end one, two for a uh, for our race or two here.
1: Yeah, at least a close up on Mercedes. I mean, they they are still ahead of Red Bull but then Red Bull pretty much just had one driver bringing in the points. That's impressive. uh, That's that's almost the truth.
0: If you you look at that fact, Red Bull has amazing points. If you look at the fact that it's one guy bringing the points.
1: Yeah. I mean, I haven't done the math. Uh, Now I wish I had Uh, the percentage of their top driver bringing in the points for the teams. But I think Hamilton is... Say loosely, okay. Say he's bringing in 60. Vettel is bringing in 55. Verstappen is pretty much bringing in 75% of the team's points at this point up against Gasly. And
0: uh, there we can talk yes, about Gastly, carrying the team.
1: Gasly is still, yeah, Gasly is still the sixth in the constructors. Like, he is still that number six, although he's only five points ahead of Carlos Sainz.
0: Yeah, it's actually, you know, it's one, two, it's like uh, the first place is uh, Hamilton is. Not threatened by anyone at the moment. Then we have a race between the others. A few of them at least. It's really after place number five, then it's a huge drop. Yeah.
1: I mean, Gasly doesn't have half the points of Leclerc. No. They're both, both supposed to be second drivers in their teams. And yes, I would say Leclerc has more... Talent and maybe a higher ceiling than Gasly, but I still think Gasly is a very interesting driver, and I can see him doing well in F one over time. And he's been in a good car because the Red Bull has been a good car this season.
0: Yeah, he's been really good.
1: Still, not even half the points of Charles Leclerc in one step ahead of him. So, Mm. yeah, maybe maybe it will be better for for Gasly to. To move back to Torroso, where he felt more at home last season. Hopefully, it won't take a too much hit to his to his psyche and and to. You know he, how he that he can handle this situation well. And we'll see what Albin does, which it's kind of a cool story. This Albin, because move it into this season or move, say move two seasons back, he got dropped by the uh, Red Bull Drivers Academy the Red Bull program. He got dropped by that. So, then all of a sudden, he was racing on a, on a, almost race to race basis. He was getting the races in F2, but he didn't have any team in F1 waiting for him or looking how he was doing. He was just racing for himself, pretty much. And his career was almost over when, when Red Bull dropped him. So, and now he's back. Then he got transferred to and now he, he's in the main team. so, it's going to be interesting to see how how he fares in this Red Bull.
0: Yeah, that's going to be really interesting.
1: Yeah, that's definitely going to be in comparison between him and Gastly.
0: Yeah, that will and go on that, for the rest of the season at least.
1: Yeah, and I mean, Albin has less less races than Gastly. But say that Albin in these races... Now, of course, uh, saying this, this is not perhaps a f- fair uh, compar- comparison. Because yes, Gastly has done more races. But the Red Bull now is better than the Red Bull at the start of the season, and the the end of the season is usually better for the Red Bull, uh, the Red Bull car. Yeah, you can and see that, what, which tracks they go. That's to, gonna so. be
0: amazing. That the r- end of the season is better for them. What will that take us? Like, yeah, what points are they bringing in? Because they're stopping even better than now. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah that is—that is then is a chance of winning every single race
0: yeah like that that's some scary news for ferrari
1: yeah it, that's a scary news for hamilton <laughs> yeah which is a weird thing to say but i mean of course he's he's relishing the fight he said so after the fight in, in belgium uh, oh sorry belgium in hungary um that he's relishing the fight that he's having with Verstappen. He now he has to have to fight to win. He wasn't sure he was going to beat Verstappen, and he managed to do it. And that makes the the victory that much more sweeter because you had a good fight and and you managed to yeah. get up on top. So
0: this is one of the best fights between them in this season. It's like this and uh, what was it, Mon- uh, Monaco? Yeah. Yeah, those were so sweet. Those these two fights has been recently. Wow, let's g- I ho- I'm a- give us another one.
1: Yeah, then we have Verstappen Leclerc in Austria and Great oh, Britain. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> Verstappen is <laughs> really getting into those that, fights.
1: That, yeah, and that's the fight for the future, because yeah. Verstappen twenty one, Leclerc twenty one, they're already in two of the best cars in the field. Yeah, it's easy them two fighting it alongside for the rest of their careers pretty much
0: the, the funny thing is uh, th- that would, it, ne- it would never work to have them in the same team I don't think it no. would work
1: no it would be weird I think
0: yeah who's gonna be number maybe, one maybe,
1: maybe. or maybe that's, uh they have two number ones oh Who yeah knows? I don't know uh, but yeah
0: like Ferrari for a moment in this season, like they were just letting them un- unleash it. Yeah. Vettel against Leclerc, those were amazing fights. Some of them, I have to that amazing yeah. fights.
1: W- w- when the- when the team allowed them to fight, yeah.
0: Oh. Well,
1: well they I- said that no, Vettel is number one, so he has to stay ahead, and then yeah, yeah slightly sour taste in the mouth.
0: Yeah, and that race, uh, Le- Leclerc could have won, and it- the car just failed.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Bahrain. Yeah, well, I actually yelled at the, t- at the screen, "Please, Verstappen, yeah. don't pass him!"
1: Yeah, and he didn't. Which uh, is nice of him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, he had had no choice, I think. Yeah. Actually,
1: no, he didn't, because they finished during the safety car, yeah. uh, so then you can't pass. But
0: yeah, uh, but yeah I'm I'm actually hoping the, in one way totally.
1: Uh, the fight for now, Verstappen versus Hamilton. The fight for the future, Verstappen versus Leclerc.
0: Yeah. And that's going to be some fight. Yeah. Wow.
1: And both of the drivers are going to grow up even more before that fight happens, I think, even more. Before they become the number two one and number two in the world. Yeah. Or, or maybe a Russell would come up there and challenge them. Or, oh, or maybe yeah. That would be that. Or maybe a be. driver we, we that isn't in F1 yet. Who knows? Like, who knows?
0: Mick Schumacher maybe gets his uh, things together.
1: Yeah, who knows? or latifi he might be even better oh than my god
0: ideas. what about those f- oh oh no or
1: whoever oh. is in first place i don't yeah. know um, i have what to i have to look harder it seems that would be some scary stuff <laughs> yeah
0: the future is scary <laughs>
1: <laughs> well and interesting
0: yeah exactly i would say <laughs> but let's, let's hope also with the new regulation that the races get closer to not this dragged-out mess where Williams are so so much back that it's silly.
1: Well, are they now though? No,
0: but in the beginning of the season, I'm thinking they're.
1: Oh yeah, they they yeah. were way off.
0: Oh, and uh, the important <laughs> question here is: Russell going to get his first points?
1: <laughs> well, if if he won every single quality up to this point against Kubica. Yeah. Unless he gets a massive, like, crash or his car lets him down or anything. After this race in Hungary last last time around, I don't see Kubica beating Russell in the rest of the season. Oh. Like, Russell definitely has a better understanding of the car than Kubica does. And he is, I think, it's pure faster than Kubica is right at this moment.
0: Yeah, it's just funny that Kubica is the one with the point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, Russell had one bad race. Yeah. And that's the race where Kubica managed to salvage a point, thanks to uh, Alfa Romeo, uh, not disqualification, but yeah, yeah, being moved down the order.
0: Exactly. And didn't he? Didn't both Williams cars beat a Ferrari in one race? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they
1: that's... beat Vettel in, in Great Britain. They both beat Vettel.
0: That that was amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, the scenes to come <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> when that actually happens on track.
0: <laughs> exactly, like the pigs will fly and hell will freeze over. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> saying that there's a hell in Norway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. there. A, a city called Hell. Yeah, H E L. And that's
0: actually the short name for uh, Helsinki Airport. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, f- to round off this thing. So the next race is in Italy. Yes, <laughs> and it's... I remember
1: you saying it. <laughs> Darn
0: it! Wow,
1: yeah. Uh, I I thought it was already. I would have said Italy. Maybe I was wrong, but yeah. yeah. But and no, that's
0: in just one week of this race.
1: Yeah. So we get a nice month off. <laughs> <laughs> then we get into this. <laughs> that, again. That's a joke. I've been missing F one. I yeah, mean to say that, but yeah. Then we got this in only one week, uh, then we got
0: another race. so Yeah, and then we actually get <laughs> two weeks. Back. <laughs> then we get two weeks uh, or one week in this break. Then we get two races in a row again.
1: Yeah, I like
0: that too. I, I like that too. But yeah, thank you for listening, and I hope it was as fun to listen to this as it was recording it. We always have a lot of fun doing it. But yeah, that's all from us, and we'll see you ne- back next week. Bye.
1: Bye.